What's good, fam? This is your boy Dijon, and this is how to be a motherfucking legend. Yeah! This is the place to be for inspiration and the realization of your full creative potential. Uh huh. Each episode, we're gonna be sharing tips uh. and insights to help you unlock the greatness that is already inside of you. Okay. And we're back with another episode of How to Be a Motherfucking Legend. We have a very special guest on today. She's been here before, Dr. Kat Meyer. Hi, Kat. You. <laughs> we had such a good time talking about the power of play last time that we wanted to have her back to share more of her energy and her insights. So appreciate you being back here. Yeah, thank you for keeping me. Yeah. <laughs> so... Today, we were discussing, we would talk about body intelligence. Yes. And just that term feels really, feels sexy almost, body intelligence. Yeah, body, body. Body (laughs) intelligence. I feel like we often want to bend the body to our will, you know, for like egoic or aesthetic reasons. Like we want to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. It's not so much about how we feel, but I have a feeling that maybe this is more a feeling-based learning that we're about to have. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Our body is constantly talking to us. Mm. And yet, like you're saying, because we're so fixated on a specific image that we want our body to, to be, or because we want our body to do something specific, we totally ignore or quiet the voice of our body. And over time, that voice gets quieter and quieter. But what we're doing is we are disconnecting from our body. We're creating in the society, the society of dissociation, Mm. where we spend so much time in the head and we spend so much time in trying to achieve or produce that we aren't in the feeling body. And our bodies. When I talk about this intelligence or the language of our body, our body is constantly in this contracting or expanding state. It's responding to our external environment and then also our internal environment. So our mind, what's going on in our mind or anything that's unprocessed from the past. And it contracts to things that might be a threat or might be fearful or might that we don't necessarily want and it expands and it opens and it relaxes to things that we do want more of so if we but and a lot of times this contraction and expansion happens on a subtle level so we don't even realize that it's happening because we're so much in the headspace mm. so yeah, I'm following you. Could you give an example of like when you tune into your body's intelligence, like what that looks like in a real world situation? Sure. So right now, in this exact moment, hmm. I could feel a subtle contraction in my right arm. And it was only because I, as I was tuning into you and I was listening to your words, that side of my body started to tense just very little bit. And when that happens, as much as I'm trying to be present to you, it helps me even more if I then just relax that subtle contraction. Mm. Or on a daily basis, when we get in this state of um, production or doing this or go, 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 what we can tune into is our root muscles oftentimes will contract very subtly, but we can feel it pulling up because we're drawing the energy up here. 
But what that does is it ungrounds us. Makes sense, right? Because we're in the head. So one of my favorite lessons I had learned from a teacher before, he was like, Kat, one of the best lessons that you will ever learn. And I was like, what is that? He goes, relax your ass. Relax that anus. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Because you literally, you just drop into your pelvic floor and you relax. And all of a sudden, you're dropped into this grounded state. You, You are melted. You're surrendered. And you're no longer trying to push or pull or or any of these other things, but all of a sudden you're here. You dropped in. You dropped in. Totally. I feel that. And I feel for me, what I've realized about the tenseness is we always think there's more for us to do to achieve the things. And really it's more about relaxing and opening and allowing spirit to flow through us and channeled through all of our expressions. Mm. So when you can release that soft tension in your anus or maybe in your jaw, your I know chest. I often like grind yeah. my teeth, you know, or like mm-hmm. or just be holding things there in my forehead or whatever. Mm. You know, I just sit up straighter, relax mm-hmm. my shoulders. Yeah. I just feel more at ease. Yeah. Another place that we tend to hold as a collective is in our gut, mm. in our stomach. And this is the the seat of our power. Um, of trust and empowerment, you know, action and versus surrender. And so a lot of us will clench here in the stomach. And then we complain of stomach issues or, um, you know, IBS or things like that. And we don't realize how much we're holding, we're trying to control here in the gut, or even just trying to create a six pack abs. But we don't realize that a that's blocking the flow of our energy. And B, causing a state of ungroundedness. Mm. And on top of that, as a sex therapist, I know that clenching here impacts the pelvic floor, which impacts our orgasms, which impacts our erections, which impacts our ability to even be in the body to experience good, pleasurable sex. Yeah, totally. You just reminded me of of a situation I had with a lover and that, you know, we had made love a few times and after we orgasmed the first time, she was like, okay, that was great. And this, like the next time, instead of clenching, clenching which is a, a common like male reaction to orgasm, you too. clench, she was like, she was like, relax, like release into the orgasm. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I have never had any experience like that one of like staying open through the orgasm and I had always seen women orgasm in this like intense, like rolling way that looks like they're getting electrocuted or yeah. something. Yeah. And I had huh. that experience because I allow myself to open into it instead of contracting and trying to hold it. Yeah. And like, if if you guys haven't tried that, I highly recommend it. Relax, relax that pelvic floor. That's like the deepest <laughs> example of what she's talking about that I can think of. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or even when we're talking to somebody and somebody's telling us something uncomfortable, what you can notice is your body's starting to tense there. Mm. Now, your muscles have a memory, which is amazing. So when we process things from past experiences, well, anything, like right now, data is coming into my mind and it's being processed with no problem. But say I experience a distressing event or a trauma, and my body will react, it'll contract, and the data gets input into my brain in pieces, so it doesn't flow very well. It's like short-circuiting my brain. Mm. Well, 
the stress hormones get stored in your muscle muscle system in the way that it was in that moment. Mm. So our body, we end up holding unprocessed traumas in the body. So we don't realize that some of these reactions are not about what's in front of us, this present moment, but is actually remnants from an unprocessed experience in the oh, past. That's interesting. So let me ask your perspective on something. You know, sometimes we have gut feelings about people or situations. Yep. So how do you differentiate between like a gut feeling when you're with somebody and you're like, oh, just this doesn't feel good, like it doesn't feel like resonant versus I'm experiencing trauma from a past situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they aren't different. Mm. Maybe they are one and the same. Mm. So people ask me all the time, how can I tell the difference between my intuition and a fear? And intuition also involves our past because all of those pieces are input in the brain and our brain is recalling something that some stimulus that was triggered in this moment and saying hey this was similar to this time do you remember this time Mm. and it's pulling it forward and our gut has this reaction because our gut remembers we have so many sensory neurons in our gut our gut is like our second brain Mm. and it's responding from what's been stored in our mind so it may not be so different those two but I encourage people to tune into it, always tune into it and decide, is this, is this, am I allowing this feeling to paint what's going on here? Mm. So tune into the reaction and then go into it. Yeah, I think that for me, a good thing I try to do in all of my emotional experiences is to notice things about my experience and not necessarily project it onto somebody. And that way you can work it out together if they have the capacity to hold that space, right? So let's yeah. say like right now I'd be like, oh, I'm noticing there is a, like when you said that, I felt this like slight tinge in my, in my left side, right? Mm. And then like when you get specific about like a specific place in your body yeah. and like the feeling, I feel like it's easier not to assign blame as opposed to like, you're pissing me off. You know, like yeah. that's like a throwing something at right. somebody versus just like really noticing and being like um, very detailed about what you're actually experiencing and then exploring it. And the other person can say like, well, that's cool. Like, what do you think? What do you think that is? What do you think is going on there? And then you can be on the same team and exploring what the root cause. And then maybe you remember some trauma and just by noticing it and speaking it, you release it. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's what I teach as embodied communication Mm. because it invites somebody into your process without the need for feeling to put up defenses. Mm. This is my side stitch that just happened, my side contraction, and I'm inviting you to see that something triggered me and I'm not attacking you. I'm inviting you into my space for a moment. And when we can come from that, from that lens, we create intimacy. I'm letting you see into me. Mm. Perfectly said. What a beautiful combination of body intelligence and emotional intelligence. Yeah. Kat Meyer did it again. Boom. <laughs> Always a pleasure having you. We might have to get the 
trilogy of Kat Meyer here at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We want to let people know how they can connect with you. Sure. So they can find me on sexloveyoga.com. They can follow me on Instagram, sexloveyoga, where I talk every day about relationships, sexuality, and embodiment through yoga. Or you can tune into my podcast, Eat, Play, Sex, on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Always a pleasure, Kat. Thank you. I so appreciate you being here. If you enjoy the energy that we are creating and building, share it with the homies. Take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram stories. Just let people know about it. And if you ever want help going deeper into yourself, developing yourself and doing that with a community and with guidance, head on over to programs.howtobeamotherfuckinglegend.com and we got you. Until next time, peace.